Probably the best school radio station in the world. This is Bry Radio. Proudly sponsored by the BPA. Good evening, everyone. And wow, welcome back to another instalment of uh, Bry Islandist. This is the second uh, instalment for for season two of Brylandis, which is uh, great to see. And tonight we have got the legendary, the the fabled oh. Mr. Payne. Mr. Payne, it is great to have you uh, on today. Uh, what a privilege it is for you to be in here. Um, so um, tonight, of course, the theme is we're setting you uh, mm-hmm. in the on the wonderful uh, desert island of Bry Island uh, with your five tracks of choice. So, Mr. Payne, I'm going to start you off with a, with a quick question. So, yeah, go for it. What, well, I guess it's the theme, really. What luxury item or book would you bring to your desert island? And talk to me about why you would bring those, those items of choice. Um, well, firstly, thank you uh, for inviting me. So I look around, it's a lovely little studio, and you've got lots of um, legends on the wall. So I wouldn't call myself a legend, but that would be nice to be added up on there. Um, such a difficult question straight away in terms of, yeah, luxury items in, in books. Um, I've only really just started reading books, and as a teacher, that's probably not very <laughs> good thing to say. Um, oh, my favourite book would probably be um, something on the royals. Um, very topical at the moment. Um, so at the moment, I'm reading a book um, that is all of the letters sent um, from Queen Mother to um, King George VI who was the late Queen's father. And so that book's about 800 pages long. And so I'm only a smidgen through. So I think I'd definitely take that because I'd need all the time in the world to read that. Um, In terms of a luxury item, I can pretty much do that without without most things, to be honest. Um, Although a lot of people will know me know that I'm a bit of a hoarder. And so, I don't know, I'll I'll probably take probably just a journal and and a fountain pen. If anything, if I could have two things, or rather my, my fountain pen would probably be it. I don't know how useful that would be on a desert island. I don't know, you could tag it onto a stick and use it as a spear or something, I don't know. But um, yeah, I definitely want like a fountain pen with me if I was going somewhere. Yeah, definitely. No, I, I guess a fountain pen's got a, got a use somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in the, uh, not in a defence situation. I'm not too sure, really. Never tried it. Um, so you said about a journal. Would you, um, what kind of, are you a keen writer? What kind of things do you, do you like writing about? I will just note everything that I need to remember. It's not necessarily like a dear diary. It's more of a, um, yeah, you need to do this tomorrow. Um, and so I'll do that. Um, mainly because I will just forget. Um, I got attention span; it's very, very small, and so if I don't write it down, I will it will just be gone. Um, so I think that will probably resonate with most of the listeners, especially <laughs> those in school. Um, so take notes and everything that you do. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely one of those. So I've got endless journals of just random scribbles or thoughts and things like that. I just launch them all down. I think it's quite therapeutic. Yeah, no, that makes two of us, Mr. Payne, to be honest, because I'm, I'm pretty forgetful memory of a sieve as well. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Perhaps that has got a more functional use than, than defence, to be honest. Yeah. Not too sure. yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going um, up. We're going yeah. And you also mentioned about the book about the royals. How did you, how did you take to the news pretty recently? You know, very hard hitting, um, very It was, very it was moving. huge. It, it yeah. really was huge. Um, bit of a shock. Obviously, we, we knew that it would, it would come at some point. Um, but, but, yeah, very much a royalist. So, yeah, it was, it was super tough. Um, and so, but actually, it, it was great. Obviously, the pe- the people that here on site, it was great to get them all in code and and to watch a funeral and the procession there. Um, but yeah, it, it was huge because she was 
well, especially our lifetime. And actually, when you think about most of the staff at Bryanston as well, it's like she's reigned for pretty much all of their lives as well. Mm. Um, so that kind of like passing is pretty symbolic for the nation, to be honest. So, um, yeah, sad time. New King's in. So um, we'll, we'll see what we can do with that. And so, yeah, sad, but one of those things unfortunately yeah definitely um, she had a good send off yeah 100%, 100%. so is this something that kind of ran in your family was it like a theme or a tradition in your in the, yeah, the definitely, household definitely so um i definitely get that kind of sense from from my uncle um i come from a long line of clergy so we've had a lot of priests in the family um and so obviously as as the the head of the church of england the queen was quite special to us um and so yeah so i've got it from that so I always remember, like, my, my uncle's unfortunately died now, but um, ending in his house, it was almost like a shrine to royal memorabilia and stuff like that. Like, I think when you go to most, like, granny's houses, you'll see, like, some sort of commemorative mug or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, this place was full of them. Um, and so, yeah, now, now it's clogging up my house. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, she's always been there. The royal family's always been very dear to us as well. So Yeah, I think almost like the, um, I think, uh, Liz Truss, the Prime Minister, I think she said that the, she described the Queen as the rock that yeah. the... Um, that um, modern Britain was built on. Uh, I think I can't put it better myself, to be honest. I think that's such a um, symbolic way of putting it. So um, I believe the queue at some point was um, was 6.2 miles long, I think, um, to uh, bow to the coffin. Did did you, did any of your family make up No, we didn't manage to get up. Uh, We're all very much Dorset-based down here, so we just just couldn't get up. Um, But it is, and like you say, you've got, what, yeah, six-mile queues. But for me, like... When John the House Assembly down in Dorset, we were saying actually, if you just spend five minutes watching the coverage, the diversity of people going through Westminster Hall to pay their respects was incredible from all walks of life, all races, disabilities, you name it, they were there. Um, and so I think that really resonated. And so, as a cross section of kind of like the UK that we are now, it was incredible to see because yeah, she wasn't just one type of person that was there it was like all people that she kind of influenced um and so i think having them all all pay their respects like they did was was incredible to be honest yeah huge Um, so 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 moving um and touching i think to anyone whether you're a royalist republican whatever i think it was so 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 powerful um Anyway, Mr. Payne, um, mm. talk to me a little bit about your first track. I believe we've got the first track as Circle of Life, and part, part of the Lion King theme, yeah. is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So this, it was such a difficult task to try and whittle it down to five songs. Um, but yeah, this was definitely number one. Um, and effectively, it all comes out. It's my favourite film. Um, it's an absolute great theme and, and a great opening to any theme, uh, any song. Um but it was, it was one that I always remember watching first. It was like my first film that I can definitely remember watching. Um, and it's just got a bit of everything in there. Um, a good a good laugh, some, some great songs, some some many tears when Mufasa falls to his death, um, which is pretty traumatic when you're a, a child. Um, but it, it was, it was such a great film. And I think that's what really like kicked off my love of cats and stuff. So I've got a cat called Nala, named oh, after, after the lioness <laughs> in Lion King. Um, she is a Bengal, so she's definitely like Nala. Um, and so, yeah, I think yeah, my favourite film, and I think that had to be number one on my list. Understandable. Let's let's get that on right now. <laughs> Oh, 
was a great song to have as a, as a first choice and a good um, a good play nonetheless yeah. The Lion King um, so you mentioned about being Dorset based I believe um, yep. last um, I guess yep. last interval should we say <laughs> um, so um, I know there's, that you're quite um, historically known for um, for kind of staying quite you know locally yep. um, what's that been like for you Cause it describes me that, that Dorset journey Dorset journey so yeah I'm very much uh, Dorset born and bred um, bit of a homing pigeon, 
Um, and so I was born in uh, just outside Sherbourne, so in Dorset. Um, I lived, and my family home is is all in North Dorset near Stalbridge. Um, and so, yeah, I went to school locally. I went to school in Stempson Newton, about what five, seven miles from here. Um, so yeah, growing up all around here on farms and things like that in the villages. Um, and then I decided, no, after a while, I'm going to go to the big city well, to go to university. Granted, I took seven year, seven gap years uh, before I went. So I went to uni at about 23, 24. And I decided to go to university in Bournemouth, also in Dorset, <laughs> <laughs> but absolutely world away from the local village that I was in. So, um, yeah, it's very rare um, that I leave Dorset. Um, and for, for me, it's just home. Um, I think we've got um, really good places here, actually. And so I've never really... I've never really had the urge to to travel too far. Um, my family, a dad especially, would not travel, um, and so he he wouldn't. We, so we wouldn't go abroad on holidays or anything like that. I think I got a passport when I was nineteen because um, I went to France, very exotic. Um, and so yeah, and so I've always been around Dorset and things. Like all my friends are here and that. So yeah, like I said, I've never never explored too far away. Um, last year, I, I ventured across to Somerset and went to Yeovil on an athletics fixture and caught COVID. So that was one one way not to leave the county. And so, yeah, I pretty much stayed put, aren't I, to be honest. It's an incentive to, uh, yeah. to stay more local-based. That's understandable. Um, no, honestly, there's no place like home sometimes, no. I think. So um, totally, totally understandable. Um, Dorset's probably got everything you need. So um, I yeah. guess, what would you what would you say the best part of Dorset? I mean, personally, I've got to say, I think the uh, the Jurassic Coast is yes. quite, uh, quite Jurassic pivotal. Coast. Jurassic yeah. Coast is lovely. Um, so yeah, if you're into your kind of being outside and things like that, I think the Jurassic Coast is great. Um, I think there's some amazing little kind of like fishing villages, the more towards like Bridport and more towards like West Dorset. So if that's your thing down there. For me, I'm very much North Dorset. So I am up near the Somerset border, not too far away from the Somerset border in the Blackmore Vale. Um, and it's great there. It's great. You've got some lovely farms there. They make lovely cheeses. Um, so if you want some good cheeses, head up to the Blackmore Vale in North, Dors- North Dorset. Um, and so, yeah, for me, I'd say North Dorset because it is a really small little villages, thatch cottages. Um, and it's like the type you get on like chocolate boxes and stuff like that. So if you kind of want, yeah, village life, I think you can't beat North Dorset. Not to say there's nothing wrong with Paul and Bournemouth and that, but no. it's a bit urban for me. No. It's all right if you want 5G and an ATM, but <laughs> other than that, it's not my, not my cup of tea. The service of Missy is a little bit, yeah. a little bit better in, the, uh, in Bournemouth, yeah. to be honest. So, um, no, so when would you, whenever have you, have you, well, I guess you said about France yeah. and uh, Yeovil for the, yeah. the cross country yeah. picture. When else have you, have you left? When, when would you have a reason to, to, to leave? Definitely as a, as a kid, more like um, when would you, when would you oh, say? Oh, I'd, I'd say like we did go to London. My uncle lived in London, so he was pretty in London for about 30 years. And so we would go to London, and that was a real venture up on the train from like Temple Coombe. We would go up there. Um, and it is great. And I, I do like going back to London now, although very short periods like three days um, and it's great and we did do that quite a lot growing up um, other than that we'd always go down to Swanage on the Jurassic Coast um, yeah we, we never really ventured towards Wales or anywhere like that um, or deep south deep south of me like Devon and Cornwall um, but yeah London would, would stick out for me um, like going up like so I went up there probably for two thousand, the year 2000 which is when they obviously opened up the Millennium Dome, um, the London Eye, and all those um, attractions are opening up for the Millennium. So that was a great experience. Um, and yeah, what a way to see the city. It's like getting up on the London Eye. 
um, for someone like to come from here where like like 30 people in a village is busy um, yeah it was it was completely different um, so yeah we did venture out occasionally but not too often definitely a pretty wild uh, transition yeah, to, yeah. to London every yeah. you know every so often so you know it, it makes the kind of experience the urban lifestyle yeah. so much more surreal I think yeah. 100% and I think it's just like what I like about London like it's so different from here it's the fact that actually there's always something happening in London it doesn't matter like, when you go out at night or through the day you're always going to find something that actually yeah is your kind of like little niche or what you're into and um, so that I'm a little bit envious about um, because yeah like you say you've got so many more people that so many different shared interests up there you're always going to find someone it's a little harder to come by when you're down here in rural Dorset um, yeah despite that anyway London doesn't have the uh, the kind of country style Dorset cheese no way it has it's got our cheeses so... it's got nice high prices but <laughs> they're not our cheeses no way. so it's got its ups and downs let's be yeah. honest <laughs> um Mr. Payne, talk to me a little bit about your second track I think we've got here as uh, Crazy Train. Crazy um, Train. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne, so completely different to track one. Um, and this is a bit of a thought for my um, sporting days. So I played rugby for Sherbourne for a number of years. And so this was always the song that would get me ready for rugby. Like, so in the changing rooms and everyone's doing their own thing, trying to get, get ready um, for the match and stuff. I'd always have this on my headphones. Um, and that's kind of stayed with me like for all the sports that I've played like I've raced bikes now for about 12 years and again I'd always play this song just before like a race would go off um, and so yeah for this one it just resonates with like getting in the zone ready for sport that's wonderful let's hear it now
now, Mr. Payne. I remember you saying, you've, uh, seeing you in passing around the last couple of weeks, you have said it's been pretty tricky to refine your, your well, now your five yeah. song choices, but it was sitting at 12, 9. Yeah, it was sat there for a long time. Yeah, definitely. So you must have a pretty wide, you know, variety taste it is. of music. So. It is. Um, and so, like, when you asked, I kind of, like, got onto Spotify, like, straight away to see, like, right, what can I hone it down to? Like, let's make my long list. Um and it is uh, my kind of like music range goes everything from like choral all the way to like rock, um, and so it's so difficult. I think like mo- like most people like you've, you've got the music that you're always going to go back to, be that jazz or whatever it is. But then it also just depends in kind of like what's going on, like what kind of mood you are and things like that. So yeah, I've definitely got a big big range of music. Um, it was su- like I said, it was super tough. I had a lo- really long list. I was sat around nine nine or ten for, for a good few days until like yeah then you press me to really actually submit my tracks and so yeah, that really <laughs> booted me on to try and pick some and even then when I wrote the email back to you and I said right these are my five I changed one on the list as I was typing so um, so yeah it was good it was good to go back and actually to listen to some of the songs that you've not listened to for like a decade that was so fun so I was like back down in house and stuff going through Spotify oh this is a great song I could have this I was like, no, 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 this one's going to stay. So it's a good process. And yeah, if any staff listening and Ollie comes calling, make sure you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just good a, plug. A <laughs> yeah, definitely. So as you said, you know, a wide variety of music. So where did this kind of, you know, you said anything from choral to rock, really. Where yeah. did you kind of get your inspiration from each? Where did that kind of originate from for you? Um, for me, I'm very much one, like, one of the, like, the greatest apps in the world for me growing up was Shazam. Where you can yeah, like right. you hear a good song, you like hit that button and see what it is. Um, so that was great for me because I've never really gone out like hunting for like albums or artists and say, okay, I'm going to do this. It's very much stuff that I just hear around as I'm going around my daily business. Um, so like a lot of the songs that I'll find that are in Spotify, like the bulk of them are either ones that I've either heard in church services that I've been to or got from films. Um, and so and, and, and generally just TV um, because you'll find so many good songs just in the background of like TV shows and you think oh actually like, like what's that and then all of a sudden you find like a good song and then like anything you're down a rabbit run and you're like finding their album and then listen to some more um, and so that's come from that I think that like Spotify radio has been great because as soon as you've got a couple of good songs they start hitting into some other ones and so that really opens up like the music style um, I was never musical at school so I never played instruments I just couldn't get that same with the family they never really had music um, kind of like instruments in the house and so yeah it's, it's pretty much just been driven by like mass media to be honest yeah um, definitely so that Sh- way. As, as you said Shazam I, I, you know I use it myself it feels like a superpower yeah. you know? it's so it's so yeah. unique and so um, great to you so convenient um, so you said, um, you know, Spotify and, you know, kind of where you pick it up from, you know, TVs, mm-hmm. choral services. Is that was that the same kind of all through your life as, as you were as you were younger when you were at school? How did you, did you kind of were you influenced by your friends? Oh, I was influenced family, by or? my brothers. I'd say. Right. So my right, brother, right. both of my brothers were proper skaters growing up. And so, yeah, there was a lot of Sum 41. There's a lot of Blink 182, OPM growing up in the house. Um, and so that yeah that really influenced it and then they got a bit older I got a bit older so then you start getting into like Blondie and like No Doubt which is again super Mm -hmm. different 
and they never really hit the drum and bass stuff so like yeah walking around house listening to some of the drum and bass stuff in house it's like yeah i don't get any of that like that that isn't on my spotify playlist so (laughs) i must admit to you um and so yeah so they were probably probably an influence one of my latest songs later on is an influence predominantly from my mum that i distinctly remember listening to in the house um but yeah a little bit of influence from them um but yeah not not music wasn't super crazy in our house um i think it was just an influence of the age i suppose yeah definitely i think you know um you know brothers you know they could be hugely kind of it's it's almost like a peer pressure in a way i feel like you know definitely um picking up a a song choice uh, (laughs) one or two of them can definitely back back then we had to go to Woolworths and buy a cd we didn't have like spotify or like apple music we actually had to go out and physically buy a cd or a single even and so yeah like you're unless you got any pocket money you you just had the albums that you had and so you just listen to them on repeat all the time and so yeah you just remember them yeah definitely yeah. you you said you said about cds i mean, uh is it was it almost like did you kind of use it as a trading currency between you and your friends yeah um, was it kind of big in your friend group how how did, how did yeah, that yeah so you trade you trade cds and uh, there was a real big thing it's like you shouldn't really admit to this but like ripping the radio station if top 40 was on and you had like an old tape and you could like make the most of that. That would be really good, and then you can pass that around and stuff. Um, and if it sounds like it just comes from the films, but you know, like when you're like on a meetup or dating someone, and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to make them a CD with all my favourite songs, like love songs," and, stuff. <laughs> and then you do that, you give it to them, and they're like, "What the is this?" <laughs> they don't listen to it. You find it like in the middle of the quad, just like, "Oh, chuck that over there." <laughs> like no one listens to CDs anymore. Um, not that like I've been on meetups at Bryanston. I'm just saying. <laughs> But that's the same, same sort of thing. So, yeah, so if you're going to be on Meetup, send them your Spotify playlist. Don't give them CDs. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no, All the top future. tips. Yeah. <laughs> I'll incorporate that next time. I'm glad you mentioned it. Um, wonderful, Mr. Payne. <laughs> anyway, uh, your next track is, um, I believe you've got Dancing. Oh, one of my favorite. Dancing in the Moonlight. Top loader. Yeah. So this is, like I say, this is one that came from my brother's. And so this, I can always remember this playing um, like up in the bedrooms in my house and stuff. And so, uh, yeah, this this CD got a lot of damage over the years of just repeat playing. Um, So, yeah, like some of your older listeners will probably remember this one. But it's a very good band, so you need to check them out. I'm excited. Let's, Let's listen to it. Keep it 
Wow, 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 a class song, I must say. Quality song. Indeed, Mr. Payne. So, I believe you are of the field of business and, um, and economics, little is that bit right? Economics, yeah, a right. little bit of economics. So, I won't quiz you too much on, uh, on economics. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I won't, I won't bore you too long on that. Um, but talk to me a little bit about um, your kind of business journey. How, how, did you, how did you get into the business side of things? Uh, yeah. Why didn't you go for something like, I don't know, maths or yeah. something like that? Oh, oh. I'm not very good at maths, so I must admit, I did not like maths. The only maths that I could do was with a pound sign in front of it. So, that's what kind of <laughs> drove me towards business. Um yeah, so I just kind of fell into it, to be honest, I suppose. I, I was never academic at school, ever. Like, I wasn't a big fan of school, I must admit. Um, and so I actually left after A3. Um, so I sat my AS levels at that point. You could sit AS levels. And I walked away with an A and two E's. So I was really not that academic. Luckily, my A was in business. <laughs> All my students listen. I, I did get an A in business. Um, and so I left that and I, I just wasn't... I didn't want to stay in school. I certainly didn't want to go to university at that point. Um, and so I went out and did a business apprenticeship at a big firm in Yeovil in Somerset, big helicopter firm. Um, so we built like helicopters for the military and everything. So I went and worked my way up through there. So I went and did um, MVQs and BTECs whilst I was at college and an apprenticeship and kind of worked my way up through the business that way. Um, so yeah, after about like seven years at that, that was really good. I was working... Um, I was um, basically in the department that wrote the flight manuals for these helicopters and like maintenance manuals. And so I did that. And then I was very, very, very lucky enough to be involved in 2012 in the Olympic Games. So if you remember the London Olympic uh, opening ceremony, the Queen and James Bond apparently jumped out of these helicopters into the stadium, uh, into the Olympic Stadium, and they were our helicopters. So I helped to liaise uh, for, from our department um, in the company that. And at the same time, Skyfall, the James Bond film, was got released. And there was a bunch of helicopters in that as well. And so from that, I kind of got an understanding of events and really interested in that, hosting these big, big major events and stuff. And so that I decided then to go to university. I was more mature. I, could, I knew that I would actually go and appreciate it. And so I went off and, and studied event management at Bournemouth. Um, with a focus on on the business side of it and finance. Um, and so, yeah, I did that. And like most things in, in, in Bryanston, like I knew Peach and Peach got me into Bryanston. <laughs> so I came and he said, come be a resident, come join uh, Dorset House, uh, be a resident, see if you want to be a teacher or not. Um, and then it's gone from there. And then they've obviously kicked me through um, teacher courses and stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, I've always been around business, but... I've gone around the houses to get to where I am at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's been a, a good journey. Wow, none, and pretty, pretty memorable by the yeah, time. Yeah. That did you? Did, were you able to? What did this mean for you about the Queen? You know, the um, James Bond, yeah. um, Skyfall. It was so good. It was so good. It, like, one thing was the fact that I managed to get free tickets to the Olympics, and I got to the premiere of Skyfall, which is like super cool. Wow, <laughs> that was great. So that was really nice, and um, like on all parts, they were absolutely fantastic. Um, and obviously, it, it was. 2012 was an awesome year for for, for, for the country um, with the Olympics and everything. And Bradley Wiggins won the Tour de France that year, which was great. Um, and so it was just a great year. And so, it, it, especially in my lifetime, and granted, there's only been 31 years of it, but 2012 is probably like the year that sticks out for everything. 
um, as like just a really good national year almost. Um, and so, yeah, it was an absolute privilege to be, able to be part of both of those. So, although a very, very, very small part, I must add. So, um, but yeah, it was a great experience. Wow. And h- how did you feel being, you know, sat in your stadium seat, you know, here at home, London Olympics yeah. 2012? How did that feel for you? What kind was, of emotions were it was zooming incredible. around? You? It yeah. was incredible. And, and like the show, the show is um, produced by Danny Boyle, who did like Slumdog Millionaire. Um, that film, and so you just knew instantly that the actual like opening ceremony was going to be really good, um, and there was so many good touch points on there. Yes, the diversity and everything else in there, but I think the one thing that stands out for me from that opening ceremony, yes, the Queen jumping out of the helicopter, but it was actually the tribute to the NHS, um, and I think that still resonates now, um, especially after the last like two or three years. And so I think that that was great. That's probably the one thing out of the whole show that I definitely definitely remember um, was the, the tribute to the NHS, and long may it continue. Indeed, indeed, it should. Um, no, wow, wow, wow. I'm, 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 I must say, I'm pretty envious. <laughs> so, it, is, is business? I guess it sounds like is it something you fell into? I guess in a way, or was it something that I, uh, your family prompted or suggested? Or um, yeah, um, well, it's it's interesting. My mum, growing up, would uh, I wanted to go into the army when I was growing up. So, as as a small boy, like growing up, like like a lot of people do, running around the woods with a twig. Uh, thinking it's a gun and stuff. I just wanted to join the army. Um, Mum was dead against it. Um, and so, yeah, she, she she definitely didn't want me to go to the army, like like I suppose a lot of mum, mums feel about their sons and stuff, and so, and daughters. And so she very much said from an early age, I think you ought to be a teacher. And I was like, no, no, not going to happen. Absolutely not. I couldn't think of anything <laughs> worse. And this is the time that I just didn't like school. Obviously, I was on the other side of the desk. And so she always said, no, no, you're going to be a teacher. And so, like, like all mums, she was proven right <laughs> all these yeah. years later. And now she can sit at home all smug and say, yeah, you're a teacher. <laughs> it's hard and to believe so, at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, they, they, mum and dad have had their own businesses in their lives and stuff. And so I guess I've picked up a bit from them along the way, um, how to do things and how not to do things. Um, they weren't always saying that. Um, and then... And so, yeah, it's always been around um, and it's just, it's just something that's always changing. And in like the last couple of days with the mini budget and things, I think it's it's still relevant. It, it hits every point of people's lives. You're either going to employ someone or be employed. So I think, yeah, like without sounding like a recruitment drive for a A-level business, I think, yeah, it's very, very relevant. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, I think something that um, uh, prize issues can maybe pick up on here and there. Yeah. It's very useful indeed. So, recommendation, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. everyone. Tyler, keeps me employed, so please do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Payne. Anyway, your fourth track, I believe, is uh, oh, it, it, it's not unusual, Tom, yes. Tom Jones. A bit of Tom Jones, yeah, classic indeed. Tom Jones. So, this is like a big, um, a big influence by my mum and from the family side. Definitely a song that she absolutely loves. I love it too. It's what's on on the on the list. Um, but yeah, she's a massive fan. I can I can still hear it kind of like in the kitchen now if I hark back all those years. Um, and yes, that for her, I think as a non-traveling family, to get my mum to go to Las Vegas to a Tom Tom Jones concert, she absolutely loved it. I mean, I would have loved to go. I was far too young at the time. But I think like Tom Jones, big draw has to be great song. Let's hear it now. <laughs> You ought to be loved by anyone It's not unusual You ought to have fun with anyone 
But when I see you hanging about with anyone It's not unusual to see me cry I wanna die It's not unusual to go out at any time But when I see you out and about it's such a crime If you should ever wanna be loved by anyone It's not unusual, it happens every day No matter what you say You'll find it happens all the time Love will never do what you want to do Why can't this crazy love be You want to be mad with anyone It's not unusual You want to be sad with anyone But if I ever find that you've changed at any time It's not unusual To find that I'm in love with you Wow, wow, wow. Mr. Payne, what a song. Um, you just said, actually, we were just talking a little bit in the break, and you were saying this is the, is it your sixth year? Six, six, six years. Six yeah. years you've been here. Wow, wow, wow. And, um, you know, you've kind of had a little bit of experience in this house, you know, in, in Dorset, Shaftesbury, you know, off-site, a little bit yeah. of everywhere, really. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, how, and you said about Peach coming in, uh, yeah. kind of, you know, yeah, help, yeah, in, yeah, definitely. So, and so yeah, he, he's the one who got me into the school, and he was, he was very much like, come in, see if you want to do teaching, see if you want to go into events, come on in, and, and just try everything, and I think, and that's definitely the message that I pass on to all the Ds when they're coming in, and like I say, you like, just use all the facilities you can, test the water, see what you like, see what you don't. Um, and that's exactly what I did. But yeah, I've, yeah, six years now, and it goes so fast. It really does go fast. Well, you guys will know from, from going up through the school and that how fast it goes. Yeah, but for us, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, very lucky to be here. So if you, uh, on that theme, actually, if you didn't, uh, if you didn't you know, have the opportunity to come to Brightstone, which kind of path, you know, what kind of options do you reckon you would have pursued Ooh, as such? That is a very That's good, a tough one. Very right? good question. <laughs> very good. And it's funny, it's like, I was talking about this only today, so as if you've been listening to me. Um, I think that I would be very much outdoorsy, I think. Um, if I could, like, maybe like a gamekeeper or looking after an estate, looking after some deer and stuff like that, just being outside. Um, and I think that's that's probably what I'll do. Like, say, um, be that here in North Dorset and that, that would be nice. Um, although I haven't ventured up there, I know the Highlands are wonderful and I'd just love to go pottering around the Highlands. I might do that at half term, I think. Um, but yeah, something probably outside, um, which would probably come to a surprise to a lot of people because they think that I'm just like a... And like a little office rat and just like to stay in the warm and dry and clean and everything else. But now I do like being outside. And I think that's also another draw of Brian's actually, the fact that, okay, you come in as a teacher, but I probably spend more time outside on the sports pitches or the climb tower or whatever it is by the riverbank fishing than I do in the classroom. And I think for a lot of teachers that I know, you say that to them and they're like, like what? Like, I just teach and then I go home. And it's like, oh, no, it's not like that at all. So... If you are kind of like active or, or want to do any club, you just look at the ECA programs and like the staff that you've got with so many different interests. I think it's a great place, 
great place to be. So, um, but yeah, if, if I was going to not be a teacher, I think it would be something outside. I think definitely no outdoorsy kind of you know it's hiking yeah. yeah definitely it's that kind of i guess well that's all up your street which is yeah. really cool so it appeals to some more than others yeah. i must say yeah <laughs> so you are also mr payne the uh, head of head of cross country i yeah. believe is that right so yeah. i guess that kind of intertwines quite nicely you know outdoors yeah. running is did you yeah. kind of know realize that you enjoyed running as you realized you enjoyed being outdoors is yeah. that something that kind of yeah. happened simultaneously so yeah just natural being out there so i, I was never really again a natural runner I, I come from a cycling background really um but again it, it's it's the same type of endurance things and it's just nice being out and just being active and that's a great thing with with it here as well why actually a lot of the staff like cross country it's the fact that you actually get out for a run as yourself um, and so yeah those first few runs after the Christmas holidays are uh, pretty tough going when you're trying to run <laughs> the mince pies, they, 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 yeah, they, they do sit they do so, hit, yeah yeah that's always nice but yeah it's that chance to scout and I think what's, what's great with, with running is actually it's very seasonal as well you can actually see the seasons as you go through so now it's autumn and the leaves are falling and stuff mm. and you'll run it again in a couple of months time and it'll just be bare um, and so although it's the same track or the same path and stuff there's always something that you can kind of like look at as you're going on your journey. And I think that's the crucial thing. Sometimes you just got to stop and look around. Definitely. Yeah. As you say, it does intertwine uh, quite, uh, quite nicely with, um, with, you know, the outdoors and all that kind of thing, change of scenery. I think that's something that sometimes it's, um, I feel like it's not appreciated as much as it should be. No. Um, so, but no, that's lovely. Um, and you know, Bryanston, all that kind of thing. What What would you say is your is your favourite part about you know teaching from from a teacher's perspective about Bryanston? What What, what would you say you know um, uh, ticks you quite nicely? I really, of anyone that's ever been taught by me over the six years and in, in my students now, I am very informal, um, and so I actually really quite like those open conversations in class. Don't get me wrong, I'm all about specs and exams and everything else. But it's really just those off-the-cuff conversations that you have or what's going on in the news and things like that without really, I should say, without any really kind of direction. Um, because actually I'd much rather that the students drive the conversation. Uh, I'm just there to facilitate it, really. And so I've definitely not got all the knowledge about business, absolutely not, and actually, like, the generation that we've got now like your generation actually you've got way more to offer in terms of of business i can teach you all the theories that you want in class and it's been done like this for for decades but that's not the world that we live in now and so actually what you guys bring into the classroom is actually way more important than any sort of like teacher training program or anything like that and so actually i quite like those informal conversations because often i'm the one walking out with learning the most stuff um and so for me on a on a pure personal note i think that's probably the best thing about being a teacher to be honest yeah 100 i think it's uh, overlooked in, in it to some capacity it's 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 you know it's definitely underrated so no i appreciate that mr payne thank you no it should be highlighted more um mr payne it is just slightly pressing time i yeah. it's been so lovely to have you on the show this evening wow what a laugh it's been oh yes <laughs> um so no thank you so much for your time um we're gonna hear your final song yeah. in a second and um, to the audience, we will be back uh, same time next week um, with another contestant, of course, on the show later to be revealed. Um, so tune in again at eight fifteen. And again, thank you to You're the wonderful Mister Payne. Thank you for um, inviting me. So yeah, that concludes tonight's Brilliantist. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Probably the best school radio station in the world. This is Bry Radio. Proudly sponsored by the BPA.